Hey, this is Todd and Julie Mullen, senior pastors here at Christ Fellowship Church in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week to join for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. So glad to see all of you today. I want to welcome everyone joining us at all of our campuses and all of you joining us online. A special shout out to our men and women who are serving in the military around the world. We love you. We also want to open every time that we gather now in prayer for Israel and for all the conflict that's going on in the Middle East, for all the innocent people that are caught up in this horrible conflict. So would you join me just in a word of prayer? Father, we lift up uh, the nations that are in battle right now and all the conflict that's taking place in our world. And Father, all the unrest that we sense. And we pray, God, for you to shine your light, your truth, your love into every dark situation. And you are the one that can bring life and you are the one that can bring healing and you are the only one that can bring peace. And we pray for that peace today to rest upon, not only in the Middle East, but upon our nation and the nations of the world in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Well, I wanna welcome you to our third week in our series on prayer. If you missed in any way the first two weeks, you need to go online and watch the messages. Two of the finest messages I've ever heard on prayer in all my life. And you will also then recognize why we have a confessional up here today. Now, for all of my brothers and sisters raised Catholic, you just got nervous when you saw this come out. And um, I decided to dress as close to a priest as I could today, since uh, at the end of the service, we will be hearing your confession. So um, I, I thought we would do that for sure. But seriously, Todd preached two of the finest messages I've ever heard on prayer, and uh, they were just wonderful, wonderful. Because see, prayer is all about strengthening our relationship with our Creator. And as we strengthen our relationship with our Creator, it helps us to live the life that our Creator has destined for us. Because there's a call of God on each of our lives. There's an abundant life He's called us to. There's an eternal life that He has given unto us as well. But the call of God is there. So clear. And prayer is an essential element to us fulfilling that life that God has ordained for us. I want us to look at seven words that Jesus said to his disciples in Luke chapter 18 today. He said this to them, keep on praying and never give up. Keep on praying and never give up. He told them a parable about a, a widow who went before an unjust judge to get justice in her life, and the judge refused to even hear her case. But she refused to quit, and she kept going back and back and back and back until eventually the unjust judge brought justice for this widow. And Jesus used that as an illustration that we should pray and never give up. Now he knew that he was about to leave them and commissioned them to take the message of Christ to the world and that they would desperately need to persevere in prayer to overcome the hardships and challenges that they would face. To understand that God is their provider, that God will empower them and give them the wisdom they needed for every assignment that they were about to face in their lives. To take the message of life and hope and truth 
and love and the light of Christ in that dark pagan world that they were in and make a difference, be agents of transformation. But at the underlying core of it, prayer was going to be their strength to keep them strong in their relationship with God and keep them focused on their mission, their call. The same is true for us today. And so today I wanna talk to you about what it means and the benefits of persevering in prayer. Now I've got so much for you, you're not gonna be able to get it all today. So I've told our team, they, they've got this, they've taken my notes and scriptures and they put them on our webpage, on our app. And I wanna challenge you this week to take some time out to go back and reflect on the teaching you're gonna hear from God's word today and let it go deep into your spirit as you spend time in the scriptures and time in prayer. All right, so you ready to go? Here we go. So when we persevere in prayer, the first observation and principle I see from the word of God, it, it, we keep a spiritual focus in our lives. We desperately need to keep spiritual focus in our lives. Everything's trying to knock us off focus and get us distracted from who we are and what our life mission is really all about. Here's what I love about the word says this, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all the things that really you desire will be added to you as well. A kingdom focus brings balance into our lives. I, I love to tell people all the time, wherever I'm with Donna and we're out public, I like to say, hey, you know, we've been married 58 years. And they always looked at us and go, oh, really? First of all, they can't believe Donna's that old. And she's been married 58 years. Me, they can believe it, she married an older gentleman. Actually, the opposite, I'm not gonna get into that. And anyways, um, yeah, well, I about stepped in that one. Uh, Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Uh, so, uh, but, but they always wanna know this, what's the secret? What's been the secret? And I can't wait to tell them. That's why I set them up by talking about being married 58 years. I said, the secret is that, that we have Jesus in our lives and we live with a sense of purpose and we see that our marriage is more than just for our mutual encouragement and enrichment it has a higher calling on it because we are together serving God and we wanna share his love and his light and his truth to our world through our relationship of love to be an example of his. And they, they just stand there and I kind of pour that out on them. I said, you know, praise God, it's true. It's true. I, I think about it, you know, you have your struggles. We, we couldn't be more opposite. Don and I are as opposite as you can get. Her idea of a great morning Coffee and the word. My idea of a great morning, I wanna conquer something. I wanna conquer a mountain, I, I wanna conquer something. Go down a mountain, chase an animal, do something. I just wanna catch something, I, you know, that, that's me. I'm wired that way. She's, well, let's get a good book. Hey, listen, the woman brought books with her to my football games. <laughs> Hello. But you know what's bonded us together is that we pray together, we serve together, we love God together, we have a mutual faith together, and we see there's a higher calling on our lives that goes beyond us. There's a higher purpose. Prayer keeps us spiritually focused. That's why we've gotta persevere in prayer because the enemy wants to get us distracted because when he gets us distracted, he gets us off mission. And when he gets us off mission, we become vulnerable then to other things. 
that can erode in our life and in our relationships. So here's what I want you to know. When you persevere in prayer, you keep that spiritual focus. You know, Apostle Paul, I love what he said in, in Philippians 3.12. He said, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. In other words, I, I've got a battle to seize the life and live the life that God's ordained for me. And I know how, exactly how Paul did that pressing on. He pressed on through prayer. Paul's the one that said, pray without ceasing. In other words, being a constant attitude of prayer so we do not miss our mission in life. Here's another observation of truth I see. Prayer keeps us alert and strong. Prayer keeps us alert and strong. I love this verse of scripture in 1 Peter 5. It says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. In my very first trip to Africa, we were doing uh, mission work in about eight different African nations. And when we were done with our leadership training and mission work, we went into the Masamari in Kenya on safari. So we had a couple days safari. And I remember the first night I walked to my tent, there was a guy with a large rifle escorting me to my tent and it just turned dark. And he said to me, do not leave your tent at night. Okay, I got it. And I said, what's the rifle for? He said, the rifle is really for the elephants to keep the elephants out of camp and just in case any cats start to come into cat, camp. Now, when he talks about a cat, he's talking about a lion or a leopard. Hello. So the first time I'm, I'm in a tent at night in Africa, I heard a lion roar. Now, if you've never heard a lion roar, I'm not talking about walking in the zoo or watching on National Geographic. I'm talking about when it's outside your tent. It, it does something to you and suddenly your prayer life goes to a whole new level, <laughs> you know? But as real as that was in Africa and as dangerous as that was in Africa, I wanna tell you something. It's even more dangerous today for us. We have a real enemy. He is on the prowl. He's crouching at the doors, it says in Revelation. He is looking for any way he can to wound us and to keep us from living the life and the witness that God's called us to. So we have to be diligent. And the way we're diligent and we recognize our enemy is in prayer because that puts up the censors. I love this scripture in Ephesians 6. It says, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground and after you've done everything to stand. In other words, you will be victorious against the enemy. And then it goes on to say in Ephesians 6, 18, pray in the spirit on all times, on all occasions, Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers. Persevere in your prayers. I pray at night, that's my routine. I, I, I pray in the evenings and I, I have a, a place in my backyard. I go out and I walk and I pray. And Pastor Todd taught us last week a great message on how to pray the, through the Lord's Prayer. Kind of a model for us and, and a process for us in our prayer time. And I, I use that, I've been using that for years. And when I get to the point of lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil, I stop and I pray the armor of God on my life. So I say, Lord, I put on the belt of truth. 
Your truth will guide me and give me wisdom and it will pierce through the darkness and deception of our world today. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. I am not righteous in my own strength, but through Jesus Christ, I am a son of God. That's my identity. I am right before God because of Christ. I put on the gospel shoes so that I may walk in your truth and your pathways and in your will. I have the helmet of salvation on because I have a renewed mind that I can discern your will and do your will and honor you of my life. And I take up the shield of faith quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and all of his darts of intimidation he tries to come and I resist everything the enemy says to me and then I take up the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and I will cut through all the falsehoods, lies and deceptions of the enemy that he's trying to say to me and intimidate me. And then in prayer, I literally stand there visualizing myself in the armor and I rebuke the enemy and I rebuke him off of my family, off of the church, off of everything we're trying to do in the will of God and I persevere through him. And every time he tries to come against us, I put that armor on. We go to battle in prayer. Here's another observation truth I discovered in the word of God when we persevere in prayer. We bring light in the dark places. We are light bearers. We are children of the light. We carry the light of Christ with us. I love this story in, in Acts chapter 12. Let's pick it up in verse five. So Peter was kept in prison. James was arrested. They were going to kill Peter as well as they killed James. But look here, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. And then in verse seven it says, suddenly there was a bright light in the cell and the angel of the Lord stood before Peter and the angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. What I love is when we pray, we bring light into dark places, amen? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. As we pray and persevere in prayer, we literally usher the light of God into whatever dark situation we find ourselves in are the dark situations that we're burdened and praying for. We're seeing a lot of darkness bubble up to the surface right now in our own country. We're seeing it in the Middle East. We're seeing it wherever we go. I mean, these are things that are beyond our comprehension. Things that are straight out of the pit of the enemy of our soul. What do we do? How do we respond? What is the answer? It's the light of Jesus is the only answer. It really is. I, I, Donna said to me the other day, I came and said, honey, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? I said, honey, we just have to pray. We, we're gonna pray more, and we're gonna pray that God will give the leadership, wisdom, and inspiration from Him and we will not go the way of man, but we will go the way of God, and we will respond that way, and we will seek the light of God. It's the only hope. When we persevere in prayer, we bring the light of God and His love and His truth to pierce the darkness and deception. The darkness cannot hold back against that, and that's why the church is so critical. Jesus said, I will build my church 
and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In other words, no evil can withstand the power of the church when it advances. It will break through whatever gates and strongholds the evil has. We can make a breakthrough in our nation and the nations of the world when we as a church persevere in prayer, united in that prayer to the point that there's so much light illuminating off our lives that we become agents of transformation wherever we go. Because we have the light of Christ in us, amen? That's, that's what God's called us to do. We bring the light. I love this truth. When we persevere in prayer, it drives back anxiety and releases peace. Think about it. Boy, this is true. I never had a time in my life like I did about a year and a half ago when I had COVID, had shingles, and I don't know what else I had, but I never, you know, I've never been sick. And now suddenly I got shingles broken out all over me and I thought, that's for somebody else, not me, but boy, it, it whipped me. And then I had COVID and I'm going around with COVID and I got shingles and I'm, and I'm in the backyard and, and I'm walking around and I got all this heaviness on me and I'm not sleeping and everything else. And, and Donna says, you're dealing with anxiety. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a man, I don't deal with anxiety. She said, yes, you are. And I realized I was dealing with anxiety. I was dealing with a darkness and oppression, uh, uh, things coming against my mind, all this stuff going on, and I never had this experience before. And I realized, man, I gotta fight my way through this. And the only way I knew how to fight, because it would come on me worse at night. So why do you think I shifted my prayer time to night? All right, you gonna fight me in the night? I'm gonna fight you in the night. So baby, I got out there and I started praying and fighting and fighting and praying and fighting and fighting. And it didn't come off me the first night. It didn't come off me the second night. It didn't come off me the third night. It didn't come off of me the first week or even the second week. But by the third week, I was starting to have a breakthrough because I was persevering. I was not gonna quit. I knew who I am. I know who God is. I put that armor on every night and I went to war every night until finally that heaviness left and that darkness left. Praise God when we persevere in prayer, it will drive back anxiety and it will release the peace of God. Look, look at these verses of scripture, I love these verses. Let's look at Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in him. First Peter says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And, and look at this verse. I love this verse in 1 John. As we live with Christ, our love grows more perfect and complete. And then look what it says in 1 John 4, 8. Because then there is no fear in love. Because perfect love drives out fear. Now here's what I know. When we persevere in prayer and it deepens our relationship and we draw close to our heavenly father and to his son, Jesus Christ, our savior. And in those moments of intimacy in prayer and expression of love from our hearts and what you sense in your spirit, that love drives away the fear and the anxiety. Because you know your father loves you, he will care for you. 
He is there to protect you. I've told you many times a story, and I hunt with my grandfather, who was my hero. And, and one night we're out hunting, and, and it was dark, and he left to go get the dogs and left me alone in the woods. And I'd never been left alone in the woods before. I'd always been with Grandpa in the woods. I was never fearful in the woods until suddenly Grandpa was not with me in the woods. Then I saw things and heard things I'd never seen or heard in the woods. And I picked up a stick and backed up against a tree and I thought surely something was gonna attack me. I can't tell you what it, the peace that came over me when I saw in the distance a flickering of a light as Grandpa was making his way back to me. And the stronger that light became, the braver I became. And by the time I heard Grandpa call out to me, Tommy, I dropped my stick. Fear was gone. Grandpa's here. He loves me. He will protect me. May you know something? Our Heavenly Father's promise, He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will stand with you. He loves you. And that love will drive out all fear. Amen? Wow. I'll tell you what else I love about this whole thing is that when we are in persevering in prayer, it's a time that forges our spiritual character. It really helps shape and refine who we are. I love this verse of scripture, short verse in, in Romans five, it says, perseverance produces character. You think about it. It's when you have gone through and pressed through the hardest times in your life have been some of the most meaningful times in shaping who you truly are, the character and strength of our life. In football, we knew that we had to bring our players to a point of almost breaking them so they could really step into a new dimension of strength. And a, a, a wise coach knows how far to push and when to stop. I didn't have that. My coaches pushed us beyond that point. I think they were trying to push us to a point where when a few of them die, then we'll stop. <laughs> Hallelujah, we made it, we survived, but we also became stronger through that conflict. And so God will allow us at times to go through things we never imagined because he's got a greater plan in place because he's planning to strengthen us through this time to prepare us for another assignment that he has for us that we need the strength. So we just simply, our responsibility is to trust him and to persevere because we know it will forge our character. Here's another thought. When we persevere in prayer, we grow familiar with the voice of God, therefore it helps us discern the will of God. It helps us discern the will. I love what Jesus says in John 10, my sheep know my voice and I know them and they follow me. Hello, the more time we spend in prayer, the easier it is to discern the voice of God and then the will of God. Paul writes to the church at Rome and he says this in Romans 12, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's what we all desire, isn't it? To know his will, to follow his will. 
I get that sense of peace and discernment in prayer. And every major decision that Don and I have ever made as a family, we've always bathed it in prayer. And when we pray and come into oneness together in prayer, we, we feel then we can step in with confidence to act because we know we've, we've prayed, we've sought the heart of God. God knows our heart is to do his will. We've made that same decision 40 years ago when Christ Fellowship was started. We made a decision among all of our leadership that we would always fast and pray about every major decision of the church. And if we were not in unity and complete oneness, we wouldn't act. We'd only step out when we knew we were confident that God was leading us and we were confident in that because we had persevered in prayer. And when you do that, you will begin to discern that will of God. And here's what I know. When you step into every day in confidence knowing today I'm, I'm pursuing the will of God with all my heart, I can tell you this, it gives you the winning edge because you have that confidence. No matter what I face, I, I can do it. That's why Paul said what he said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Because Paul knew he was on a divine journey, he had had that revelation, God had spoken to him not only when he called him through a great light, but he knew every day as he prayed and sought the will of God that God was directing his steps, therefore he could follow with great confidence. All right, let me give you one more and then we're gonna jump to the confessional, okay? I know y'all been waiting to get in that confessional, so I, we're, we're gonna get there. When we persevere in prayer, it releases the power of God within us and through us. It wasn't too long ago our pastor used the story of Paul and Silas and Philippi, and you remember Paul, he cast an evil spirit out of a woman that was a fortune teller, and because of it, they got in trouble, beaten and thrown in prison. They're in prison, and then here's what the Word of God says in Acts 16. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying, singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. By the way, anytime you're going through any kind of a trial, test, or crisis in your life, there are others that are listening and watching your life. It's in these moments of trial and testing we have our opportunities for our greatest witness and impact upon the lives of others. And they were listening to them. And then suddenly, I love those. I preached a sermon a long time ago on all the suddenlies in the Bible. There's a whole bunch of suddenlies. And you know, we're, we're waiting for a suddenly and I'm gonna preach on suddenly one day because we all need some suddenlies in our life because suddenly meant God had just shown up on the scene. Some of you have been praying a long time for a suddenly, it's coming. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all, listen to this, all the prison doors flew open and everyone, not just Paul and Silas, everyone's chains came loose. Prayer releases the power of God into every situation. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. James says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous is powerful, powerful and effective. Here's what I know. When we persevere in prayer, we release the power of God to work in such a way that it will break the chains 
and the bondages of things that the enemies tried to keep on us. I really want to encourage you to prayerfully consider being a part of our Freedom Encounter weekend next weekend. All of our campuses here at Gardens, Port St. Lucie, Boynton, CFE, online, it is a moment of you of freedom and transformation in your life and you can become an agent that will help others find freedom and transformation in their lives. Because we're gonna to come together in powerful times of prayer and we've been praying and covering this times of freedom encounter in prayer and we're believing that we're gonna see the power of God released. That's gonna be transformational in your life. So make it a priority in your life to be with us next Saturday, the 11th of November, as we pray. As I start landing this plane on this message, I, I wanna, uh, as I'm circling the field now, uh, I want you to know that there is something about persevering, it just by its term, persevering, indicates you've got to develop a certain tenacity about yourself as you're waiting for God to answer your prayers. There, there, there's, a, there's a strength that has to take place. But I love it, when you do wait, look what the Lord says, I've always loved this scripture in, in um, Isaiah, but those who wait on the Lord will find new strength, and they will soar high up on wings like eagles, and they will run and not get, be, grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. There is a spiritual strengthening that happens when we develop a tenacity that we're going to pray and hold on and believe by faith. I'm not gonna walk by sight, I'm walking by faith. I'm believing God, I'm trusting God, I'm doing my best for God. I'm gonna to continue to press through to God even though I don't see any answers on the horizons. Because here's something we gotta understand, we cannot let ourselves get discouraged. I love this verse of scripture in Galatians. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Amen? Come on, don't act weary on me this morning. I need you to stay with me here, come on. I'm, I'm plowing through this puppy like I, best I can. You know, another realize, a realization I had to have, and, and, and Don and I faced this a lot in the kids, we all did the first seven years of Christ Fellowship, because. I, I was a coach and I'd been blessed that every assignment I had on, on high school and college level, I had almost instant success. I mean, it's like, boom, first season, boom, we're winning, we're in championships, we're doing all this, boom, 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 boom. So I'd been blessed. I, I took over a college athletic director job and we had a bunch of programs in the, in the college that were not performing very well. Next thing you know, within a year, we're continuing at all the national levels. So I was used to that kind of boom, get in there, work hard, do it, and you're gonna see results. But we jumped into the church, we're working hard, boom, boom, nothing. I went, oh my goodness. I know there's God's got more for us than this. There's gotta be something. So man, we kept plowing through, plowing through, plowing through. A year goes by, two years goes by, three years go by, four years go by, five years go by, six years go by, seven years go by. I'm holding on by a piece of dental floss. God, I know you have more for us, and I know there is a breakthrough coming. I know you have called us to something. And then I came to a resolve in my heart, I just wanna be faithful 
with the assignment I have today, and I know that God in his timing will do what he wants to do. Now that was hard on me because I wanna go make things happen. And then suddenly, suddenly, God made this little property in North Lake Boulevard, a little horse farm property and had a covered riding arena, became available and we went in there and made our first ministry center. And as Paul Harvey would say for you older, mature people, now look at the rest of the story. See, God, God had all this in charge. Because here, here's what I've learned as I look back. During those seven years of persevering in prayer with our family, God was saying, keep your spiritual focus. I'm forging your character. I'm prepping you, I'm preparing you, I'm testing you. I wanna make sure you're ready for what I'm about to do. And boom. And there's another key, and I wanna close with this. We've gotta be willing to remove any hindrances to our prayer because there are times that our prayers are delayed because of us. And we've gotta be honest about this. And I, I think we need to have the courage to pray like David prayed. I love this prayer of David in Psalm 139. He said, search me, God, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. And if there's any offensive way in, in, in my life, lead me in the way everlasting. Wow. Do you know that if we're living in disobedience, we can hinder our prayers from being answered? If we're living in strife, it can hinder our prayers. If we're living in unforgiveness, it can hinder our prayers. If we've allowed anger because of past pain and hurts to overwhelm us, it can hinder our prayers. There are so many things and when living outside the will of God can hinder our prayers. I remember one time when Jesus uh, was in the, the temple and some religious leaders came in and they were coming in to worship and give their offerings and he said to them, listen, if any of you have aught against the brother, you need to leave your offerings here, go settle with your brother, make reconciliation and then come and worship God. Apostle Paul said, he even said to husbands, he was warning them, listen, if you're having strife at home with your wife, it will hinder your prayers. Take care of that. Straighten that out. Deal with that issue. Here's what I know. When we come before the Lord and we are honest every day to say, search me, O Lord, and Lord, forgive me of any sin or trespasses I have in my life as I forgive others. It's a good time for us every day to head to the confessional. I know that when I'm in this confessional, the word of God says to me, if I'm willing to repent and turn to God, that my sins may be wiped out and the time of refreshing will come from the Lord. That's what I want. And I love this verse of scripture in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness.
I want you right now to take where you're seated and turn it into your confessional. And let's bow our heads and let's pray because we don't want anything to hinder our prayers. We see all that God wants to do in and through our lives when we persevere in prayer, but we don't want to be hindering what God wants to do because of any unconfessed sin in our lives or any disobedience in our lives. So let's pray. You pray, let God speak to you. Father, right now as we pray, we're asking you to reveal to us if there's any sin in our life or any disobedience in our lives that we've not confessed to you, we right now bring it before you as you bring it to our mind. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us of the unforgiveness we've been carrying around in our lives. Forgive us of the anger we've been carrying in our lives. Father, forgive us of any disobedience in our lives. Father, forgive us if we've been living outside of your will, if there's areas in our lives or relationships that we know are not pleasing to you, I pray right now you will forgive us of that and we will repent and turn from that. And we will follow your word. And Lord, this is a sacred and holy time because there's so much you've called us to in the life and our mission. And we don't want anything to hinder our prayers. So today we pray in Jesus' name as we submit, submit our life to you, may we be like David. Search us, O Lord. Reveal to our hearts. And as you reveal it, we will confess it and surrender it to you. In Jesus' holy and righteous name. Not only as we have prayed and confessed, but every day we must always be checking our alignment, that our life is in alignment with God's word and his truth. And when we're in alignment with his word and his truth, then we can walk with confidence knowing that God not only hears, but answers our prayers. And when you persevere in prayer, you will light and shine so bright. And remember, you may be the only light that some people will see that will lead them out of their darkness into the light of Christ's life and transformation for them. I love you, church. God's blessings be upon you. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to those of you who generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's because of you that everything that we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.